When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chaos on the BWI Daily Edition. Things are all over the place. Last week we had Ryan Snyder on Thursday. This week we've got Greg Pickle on Tuesday. But with Kale Sanderson and a bye week with Penn State Wrestling, we held off until we heard his comments. So we're bringing them to you today here on the BWI Daily Edition. Greg, how you doing? Hey, T. Frank. It's a different day, but we're going to have the same great energy and a great show. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And that's what I want to get to with the energy and uh, Penn State Wrestling coming into the final Week of the regular season. They've already wrapped up the Big Ten title. This is the Ryder match. This is the match at the end of the season before we get into the postseason. So, a lot of news, a lot of updates, or maybe Kale Sanderson playing close to the vest. You had an article up there with your notebook about what he said during his press conference on Monday. So, where do you want to start with that? Yeah, I mean, T. Frank, there's just there's a number of places we could start here, but I know that the one that Penn State fans are most interested in listening to is what is going to happen with Brady Berge, the 165-pounder who rejoined the Penn State wrestling team at the start of the spring semester. For those unaware, he, of course, was a volunteer coach elsewhere after retiring from the sport and Penn State uh, last year. Uh, now he's back. And when that first was announced, the assumption was that he was going to come back and wrestle at 157, which has been a bit of a problem spot for the Nittany Lions. Uh, he instead comes back and unseats Creighton Etzel at 165 at the start of the spring semester and has wrestled there ever since. Then they took the last two matches off. Kale Sanderson saying that was to work on his conditioning, but being very, very vague about the idea of you know, what working on his weight meant. Did that mean he was just getting everything? everything dialed in at 165 or was he working on the cut down to uh, 157 so we still don't know that answer I know everybody wants it I'm well aware yeah. of that fact um, but at this point it, it just kind of is what it is to some extent uh, don't reveal that when they're ready to maybe it's on uh, Sunday when Ryder comes for the regular season finale mm -hmm. maybe it's at the uh, you know maybe it's not I do believe he would need a match at that weight in the regular season to qualify there in the postseason so we'll see how this thing all shakes out but it has been easily the biggest talking point for fans and members of our wrestling room forum over at BWI and you know I had someone put it to me this way, and I think it was pretty good. Uh, Kale Sanderson likes to plant seeds at times, but he's not always interested in being, uh, you know, the farmer that comes back and endlessly <laughs> gives you more and more and more of them. Uh, he'll plant it, and then you have to yeah. think about it. And when it's right for him and his program to reveal it, uh, he will. But until then, uh, you're going to kind of be left in the dark with a little bit of ambiguity and everything else. So we'll see. I mean, they're set at this point, right? You know, if you yeah. go back and listen to some of the shows you and I did uh, prior to, uh, you know, this time of the year, I mean, what were we talking about? There was a question at 125. That's answered. Drew Hildebrand's there. Yep. There was a question at 157. Is it Bergie or is it not? We'll have to wait and see. Does that mean, obviously, it would create Ensel be at 165? But 
other than that, they seem to feel really good about where things are. Uh, guys are getting ready to peak toward the postseason here, and that's what this rider match is all about. And really, this most of this month, since they finished up with Ohio State and Nebraska and won the Big Ten regular season dual meet championship is all about is getting ready for March and the conference tournament and, of course, the NCAA tournament as well. So I know that the, I don't know if this is something you can go in depth on, but as somebody who I know this is going to shock you, I wasn't a wrestler. If you look at me, I, I don't know if you could tell or not. But what goes into it sounds like a simple thing of dropping down a weight class, but what goes into dropping down a weight class and being ready to compete at that level? Like what are the, the kind of the things that you have to do to get there? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's rules in place that will only allow you to do it in such a way. And, you know, it's not necessarily like it used to be where you could kind of just, if you wanted to cut, you could cut and you could do it in the uh, unhealthiest and unsafest way possible. And there really was no one to get in the way. Uh, you know, there are rules in place now that kind of prevent that. So you have to do it kind of methodically and you have to be within so many pounds, I believe is how it works to do that. So we'll see. But I mean, the question's really just this, you know, Kale Sanderson has talked at length this year about the idea of, you know, Brady Berge's comfortable at 165, and that's his decision, and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that was why when there was such a push, mostly from fans, um, about him going to 57, it was kind of an obvious answer that, look, they have said this over and over and over again. It is where we are at this point, and until there's a reason for it to change, there's not going to be much to write home about. So, you know, I think that the important thing to keep in mind here is that they're, you know, these guys always, uh, since Kerr Sanderson's been here, will always do in most cases, almost every case, probably every case, what's best for the team, T. Right. Frank. And, you know, maybe that is Brady Berge dropping down. But then the questions are individually, is that best for him? And right. for the team is how he can wrestle there best for the team. You know, if he drops down there and he has to – uh, you know, if he loses some of his energy because he can't eat as much at yep. that weight or, yep. you know, whatever. Uh, or does he lose strength because he drops muscle to go into that weight class? Does that change things? You know, it sounds great to say, well, he was 157 before, so he should be able to just drop in there and go for it again. Uh, and it sounds great to say that that's what would be best for the team. Him at uh, 57 instead of Terrell Bearclaw and then Edsel, Creighton Edsel at 165. But again, sometimes these things can be easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the week off, was there any insight into what they were doing, and 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 is this play into what Kale Sanderson talked about conditioning during the off season, uh, during the off week, or is that something entirely different? Yeah, you know, at this point, it's basically just getting your conditioning to the point where you want it to be that you can wrestle the best guys in the country, both in many cases, the Big Ten tournament and, of course, at the national tournament. And you have to have a gas tank. Everyone, you know, that follows this sport knows that you have to be able to compete for seven minutes and sometimes maybe more than seven minutes. And, mm -hmm. you know, so what do you have to do to dial that stuff in? What have losses meant to you in terms of what things went wrong that you can fix as opposed to, in some instances, you just get caught or a guy was just better that day. But it's not necessarily technique. It's not necessarily stamina. It was just you got beat that day, you know. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things like that can you dial in and what can you see on film that you can fix? And what can, the you know, 
It's important to remember that with the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, you know, there's it's one of the, if not the biggest collection of wrestling minds in the country and and among that in the world. So you got a lot of people who can offer insight on things. And, right. you know, it's about repetition. It's about practicing those. And it's about practicing them against different styles of wrestling and wrestlers for that matter. So, you know, it's just a chance to get in the room and focus on you. And I'm sure this past weekend, uh, those guys were supposed to probably be away from the room and given some time off. And most of them probably showed up on their own anyway because that's how they are but yeah it's just about dialing in all those little things that are going to mm -hmm. make you the the better competitor for seven minutes a match all the way to the, the championship which of course uh, the penn state guys hope to win in bulk so we'll see um you know the big 10 tournament is is going to be here before we know it but this rider match is is some have noted this is not the first time penn state has ended the season with a non-conference match to kind of give it a chance to tune up some things or in some cases let some guys heal um, as it appears to be the case with Carter Starachi at 174 pounds at this point yeah uh, and get some other guys some experience so we'll see um you know yeah, obviously what, what is your what yeah. sorry to cut you off but I want to go there next is what is your vibe after Kale Sanderson spoke about what Penn State fans should expect out of that of do need one more tune-up or is this a week where some guys are going to get rest that need it yeah I think most uh, they'll let them decide right so you know Penn State's very good about letting each kid kind of decide again they're going to do what's best for the team uh, I mean this is no shot at Ryder I just don't know how else to say it the Bronx have I believe one guy ranked in the top 30 in a weight class and so they're not going to come in here and threaten Penn State starters and they're probably not going to threaten most of the backups either so if a guy you know, feels like he could use a week to rest this or rest that or focus on this and focus on that and that's not on the mat, then Penn State, if it feels like it's the best thing for everyone, will let them do that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who actually ends up wrestling. I mean, obviously, we know that Max Dean uh, missed last weekend, or I'm sorry, just the Nebraska match, rather, due to a, a little bump and bruise, and, and Greg Kirkfleet looks a little banged up at heavyweight following that match against the Cornhuskers. So uh, Carter Storacci, of course, has been out for a little bit now. So, uh, you know, there's guys that are a little bit banged up. Kale Sanderson saying Monday that, it's the kind of bumps and bruises that you deal with in, in any sport mm -hmm. at this point of the regular season. But, you know, again, they will allow those guys to uh, do what they need to do. And as long as it's in the best interest of the team and individual, they'll go ahead and do that uh, as they get ready for the individual tournaments. So last thing is, uh, when is the match coming up and where can fans check it out and where can they check out what you write about the uh, yeah about the so match. it's direct call finale um you know we're expecting this obviously to be uh the last match there for a couple of guys but kale sanderson sort of pointing out that i don't i, I got the impression t frank he's not the biggest fan of senior day senior night whatever you want to call it and i do understand that um why, know, why is that guys, why is that well because it, the way he put it was the national tournament should be senior day senior okay. night wrestling in that final bout um, because you can call it senior day and you can say the last this or that or whatever at rec hall. And obviously with the COVID year, that is different than what it maybe used to be. Um, and so guys could stay longer than what it would appear on paper uh, that they have eligibility for with the COVID year. And that's across all sports, of course. We talk about that a lot with football. But his mindset just seemed to be that he was very passionate about it, actually. It didn't seem to be anything it was. was just basically that – there's a lot more wrestling to happen after this <laughs> final uh, match Sunday at Rec Hall. So it's yeah. 2 p.m. Big Ten uh, Network Plus is going to stream it. It will not be on TV, but Jeff Byers will have the radio call. And you can also join us over in the wrestling room at BlueWayIllustrated.com to follow the match. Uh, and again, we'll see who wrestles. But 
don't be disappointed. Don't be surprised if it's not all the household names you're used to seeing and, and blah, 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 because I do expect, you know, some guys either need some time to rest or what have you. And uh, it could be a little bit of a mix and match lineup for the Lions on Sunday. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To make sure you check out his stuff over in the Lions, uh, the wrestling room, I should say. And, of course, BlueWayIllustrated.com, just $1 to sign up. You, the link is in the description of the video. Drop down, and you can get all of Greg's insight, one of the foremost scholars on Penn State wrestling on the Penn State beat. So, want to shift gears, though. Want to go over back to football and talk about some news and notes that came out la- late last week and some stuff that you wrote about early this week uh, with the transfer portal, a couple other items. Where I want to start is the Thursday night opener, That is now uh, Penn State's first game of the season against Purdue, shifting from that Saturday to a Thursday game. What is your thought about this quasi-prime time slot for the Nittany Lions? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's a a disadvantage? Uh, Yeah, I guess uh, we had some conversations about it inside the Lions Den message board over at BWI. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I get it. If you're a Penn State fan, especially one who looks forward to that opening Saturday every year, you're not going to like this, but... I don't know, T. Frank. It just kind of is what it is. I mean, when you are on the – again, I think the biggest issue here for Penn State fans, and it's 100% valid, is how many years in a row they've opened conference play on the road. Yep. We all know – And it's week one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We all know that this – if this was at Beaver Stadium, this game would not be moved to Thursday. There'd be zero zero chance of that happening. But when you're a major program – like Penn State is in the conference, and you're going to one of the middle-tier schools, which I think Purdue is, mm-hmm. um, there's an opportunity for them to get some more exposure and to to play a game uh, at a facility that they feel like they can host a Thursday evening contest. And, you know, they're going to try, try and push to do that. You know, I know a lot of Penn State fans said, well, why would you agree to this? And you know what? If there's enough interest from the conference, and certainly its TV partners, uh, you know, you can try and stand in the way of it, but I, I don't know how successful you're going to be. I think there's yeah. this assumption out there that Penn State could just hook, line, and sinker, blow this deal up, and, and I don't think it's really that simple. Doesn't so, it get you out of doing it later in the year, though? Like, now it's not sure. October, and you're going to uh, Illinois on a Friday. So right. you get it out of the way to start the season, and then you can get into the regular rhythm. But isn't it also a showcase game for Penn State? I mean, you are yes. one of the only teams on television, and this is something James Franklin has talked about. If you're going to do nine games that are against uh, Power 5 opponents, why don't we make one of those? Or if you're going to do 10 games, why don't we do a non uh, a neutral site game or something like that? Something to ex- increase exposure in a different part or element of the sports landscape. And to me, this feels like a freebie where you're that team out front and just I mean, don't lose the game, but, you know, you get to be out there and you don't have to compete for other eyeballs. Correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I think there were some Penn State fans who didn't think this was fair. just didn't think this was right or that this would hurt Penn State's chances of winning the game. 
And I'm sorry, but I don't know how else to put this, T. Frank. If you can't beat, you should be able to beat Purdue any day of the week. And right? you got nine months to get there, or whatever many months it is. <laughs> yeah. Like you got plenty of time to adjust your schedule. It's by three days. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a week. It's not two weeks. It's not a month. It's a yeah. couple of days. Obviously, Penn State will have to start its game week preparation uh, for Purdue on the. Uh, what Thursday, Wednesday, I guess it would be prior to uh, that week. So they'll have to adjust their summer camp schedule a bit. One thing I've not been able to confirm logic tells you it should be this way, but it's the NCAA. So that's a, it's a dangerous assumption to, to make. Yeah. But you know, I would assume Penn state gets two extra days earlier of spring practice. You know, they can start yeah. summer camp two days earlier than normal because of this change. But you know, again, it's just a scheduling matter really. I mean, Next time James Franklin talks, we'll get a sense for how he feels about that. But I don't know. My thought process is simply this. Uh, maybe he loves it. Maybe he hates it. Again, I, I would assume the bigger issue here is not playing Purdue on Thursday, in my mind. It's just the incredible number of road conference openers the Lions yep. have had. That's the big issue. And yep. that does need to be addressed. But, yeah, I think it's a good chance for Penn State to be showcased. I think that... You know, again, you have all this time to prepare for a Purdue, and I know you have a lot to replace yourself, and they have some guys back and whatever, but it's a game you should win. Any time yeah. of day, any place, if you want to be taken seriously as the program you want to be seen as and known as. So that's kind of where I stand on it at this point. And it also gives us the opportunity to watch college football on Saturday, which, you know, we don't normally get, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, well, nice. Penn State fans, uh, yeah, Penn State fans are probably going to enjoy the uh, the flexibility of having the entire weekend to plan their yep. fantasy football draft. You know, Oh, that's a great point. That's that yeah. weekend. Now you can oh, do yeah. it on Saturday if you want and not worry about distracting from the game or not being able to fully enjoy the game, as some will, uh, because of needing to be, uh, let's just say, uh, in the right state of mind for a fantasy <laughs> football draft. So yeah. just look for the bright side, Penn State fans. There's some of them out there. That's some next-level thinking, Greg. Great job on that thought. Um, one of the other things you talked about this week is another offensive lineman hitting the transfer portal that already is drawing interest across the country from Western Kentucky, no less. So can you give us some information about who it is and uh, what Penn State might be able to do here? Yeah, so, I mean, Cole Spencer's the guy who's in the transfer portal now, multi-year starter at uh, at the University of Western Kentucky, Penn State. I, I should probably rephrase that. It's probably not. It's Western Kentucky University. I just did the uh, the old recruiting signing day slip up where you announced <laughs> to uh, the university. Yeah, that we'll just we'll just leave that at that. But um, but yeah, look, I mean, multi-year starter uh, at Western Kentucky, uh, all Conference USA selection this past year. Um, the guy who's played a lot of football, Penn State, as as fans know, have a Western Kentucky guy already who's transferred in in receiver Mitchell Tinsley. So. Penn State will be able to get any info it would like on Spencer. It's just a matter of, you know, again, where he thinks he wants to go. What What is his idea of uh, the next stop for him? You know, is it about a certain part of the country? Is it about a certain coach or scheme or NFL, uh, you know, past NFL success with guys leaving that school and going to the NFL? Is it, you know, looking at the transfer world and trying to find a place that marries – playing for a championship and also playing uh, the best. You know, what? Right. what is his goal? That That's really what it comes down to with all these guys, um, especially offensive linemen. So we'll see. Um, I would imagine the number of schools who are going to be interested in him is 
absolutely enormous. Um, because again, we've talked about it. You've talked about it at length with Nate, with Dave, with Ryan on the live show, whatever. I'm sure we've probably discussed it at one time or another. I mean, these guys that are pro, you know, there's just not a bunch of quality tackles and yep. offensive linemen in general, but tackles specifically that go into the portal. And when they do, and when they have good film that college coaches like, a lot of colleges are going to be interested. And that yep. makes it a challenge for you to uh, to land those guys. So we'll see. Um, you know, obviously NIL could be a part of it too. Some guys care, some guys don't. Some, nah, you know, so we'll see. But uh, that will be one to watch. Uh, you know, again, Ryan and I talked about it on the recruiting podcast. But, you know, the, the toughest part about the transfer portal is that because a lot of those guys, T. Frank, aren't all over social media like high school guys are, there can be this uh, perception among fans, and it's not just at Penn State, but that school X isn't doing enough to address uh, Y need, Yep. Uh, even yeah. though in reality they are. It's just that unlike the four-star who tweets out every visit and every offer and puts it on Instagram, etc., and does interviews about it, you know, the the transfer portal guys, by and large, are just not really interested in yep. any of that. So, you know, it's important to remember that while you think Penn State or while you think uh, you're whatever fan, whatever school you're a fan of uh, isn't doing enough, uh, yeah, rest assured that, that almost certainly they are uh, and you just might not be aware of it. So a couple things just about Cole Spencer to give uh, fans, uh, according to PFF, five pressures against Michigan State and Indiana when they played back-to-back weeks in weeks four and five last season. So comparable talent that he might see, five pressures, zero sacks, and only one hit, according to PFF. Only two sacks given up all season. So a, a guy that is a great pass protector. you know, And that's one of the things that Penn State's looking for along the offensive line at that tackle position. 6'4", 300 pounds without any sort of never seeing him on film, needing to see a little bit more. Don't know if he is a tackle or if he's a guy that's also looking to move to guard for an NFL future. So, you know, more to be done in in terms of getting to know Cole Spencer. But, of course, that's what we do here at Blue White Illustrated, making sure you're up to date with all that information as it comes out. And if you're listening to this show, you're enjoying the conversation about wrestling and about uh, football here, make sure you like this video and you subscribe to Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. If you're listening on our, our audio version, Apple Podcasts, super helpful if you give us a review and you give us that that five-star ranking. Super appreciated if you do that. One last thing about the transfer portal conversation. We may have had this conversation already, but with another offensive lineman, I think it's important because another offensive lineman is coming to the portal and possibly a, one of the better fits without knowing too much more, just knowing the information I just gave you, that might be a better fit for what Penn State's looking for. So do you think that this more cautious, steady approach is a better one than rushing out and grabbing whatever you can in the portal so you can get them on campus for the winter workouts, then you might miss a guy like Spencer who comes out later and makes this decision in February. Yeah, I just think you have to be careful with it, right? And every yeah. school has a different approach, and every school has unique circumstances. If you're USC on February 15th, uh, you know, you have a roster that's turned over a decent bit, either by choice or whatever, uh, with the coaching change out there, you know, so you have a different uh, threshold, I guess you could say, of what you're willing to, to accept in a possible transfer than a place like Penn State, who should feel pretty good about most of its positions, but it needs some numbers help. There's no question. And I know linebackers, one that everyone's now screaming at their phone or laptop or whatever about, but, you know, again, 
It sounds great. You know, the, what the positions Penn State needs help at most, linebacker, offensive line, specifically offensive tackle, uh, maybe defensive end. You know, again, every school that Penn State competes against is going to want guys at those positions. There's very few schools yeah. across the country not wanting at those spots. So, again, it can be easier said than done to land guys in the portal. And then beyond that, you know, again, they uh, James Franklin's made this crystal clear multiple times now. They're going to do their due diligence. They're going to feel really good about the kind of player and person they're bringing into an established locker room, an established position group. You know, they are not going to just try and basically run down the grocery store aisle and knock as many things into their cart as they can. You know, they're going to look at the expiration date and they're going to look at, I mean, obviously we're not talking you're gonna about look at the ingredients. Yeah. Right, you want yeah, to yeah, know that you're getting one, something yeah. organic. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take some, they're going to take some time and think about it. And yeah. so, you know, that is the way this process works. And again, with there's like a nine day gap between the January 1st games and the start of the, spring semester at Penn State. So unless you're a Mitchell Tinsley who decided on Christmas Eve, whatever, probably a little before that, you know, you're not going to be able to make it there yeah. in time. So, you know, that and Penn State finds itself in a place where it has to wait until after the spring practice and spring semester ends to bring guys in because that's just the way its academic calendar works. So I think the approach is fine. I know it's one that can frustrate fans, but again, you know, I, I would say that what they did with the most recent group last year worked out pretty well, yeah. but that's not, I don't think that's instructive. I really don't yeah. because the COVID year and everything related to that just made things so different. You know, guys were living at home if their season was over early or canceled, you know, they, there was just, it was a different, completely different setup at that time. Most teams and a lot, you know, didn't go to bowl games. I mean, or they weren't good enough to go to bowl games. They didn't play enough games to go to bowl games, whatever. Um, my point being here that it's not – I don't think that's a good one to look back on and say that, well, Penn State got all these guys before that spring semester. Why haven't they done that now? I think this is more like it where you might yeah. get a guy or two, but more often than not you're getting guys after the uh, spring semester is concluded ahead of summer camp. And it gives you something to think about during these cold, dark days – after the Super Bowl, before spring, that's right. Before spring football, so it gives not just us something to talk about, but fans, I think, something to look forward to. Of you never know when something's going to drop in the portal, and there are legitimately good players. Like checking out some of the stats and some of the the film I've seen of the players they've been interested in or that have come out recently. There's good players. There's good talent available, and at this point, it's just get them in the door, get them to sign on to uh, Penn State if you're James Franklin and the staff, and that is entirely possible at any point. And that's why you need to hit your notification buttons for the Blue White Illustrated Daily Edition and Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Greg, thanks so much for coming on the show. That'll do it today. It's always a pleasure, my friend. I did. I muted myself because I didn't know if you were going to do the full outro or not, and then I couldn't figure out how to unmute myself. There's a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, folks. There you go. We'll, how the sausage is made. There we go. Uh, here, let me, let me do this. We'll do it again. Greg, thanks so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure, T. Frank. Yeah, there we go. It was the music. I was I was trying to be slick. I was trying to fade the music in early. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>